Last Thursday, we had a one-topic show on literacy after a new report from Education Hub raised concerns about our deeply worrying decline in literacy levels. The report found fewer than 65% of 15-year-olds have basic proficiency in reading and maths. On Friday, the government announced a plan to improve our literacy and math rates, including more support for teachers and development of action plans. Education Minister Chris Hipkins joins me now. Very good morning to you. Good morning. One of the main things the report talked about was absenteeism, that it's got steadily worse over the past few years. In 2019, just 57% of students were classified as regular attendees. Then we've had COVID. I know a big push for you was to get kids back into the classroom this year. What are you going to do about parents not being willing to send their kids to school? One of those, um, one of the challenges we've got here is that the numbers don't really tell of a proper story because within those non-regular attendees, um, you've got a variety of reasons, some of which are problematic and some of which have less of an impact on kids learning. So, uh, for example, a family taking their children on a two-week overseas holiday uh, will result in that child be, being deemed to be a non-regular attender. Uh, but, it, but in reality, that child's education uh, is probably going to do okay anyway, particularly if they're going to be learning something whilst they're travelling. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know, the, the regular truants, the kids who are always late, sometimes they're actually making it to school, but they might not get there till 10 o'clock. And, uh, you know, it, and, but these are the kids who schools really struggle with because uh, they, they, could, they could be arriving, they could be getting the tick in the box if they were there, but they might not be prepared for learning. They, they're regularly late. Uh, they, when they arrive, they haven't got the things that they need to, to yeah. be learning. They may, maybe didn't have breakfast. So we've got to really get underneath all of that and say, how do we get kids really engaged in learning? So with the COVID response fund, we put about $50 million into a re- to re-engaging kids in education. And that's been spent over the last year on just really trying to understand those reasons that kids aren't at school and really help to address those. Well, a lot of parents said one of the reasons that their children you know, were reluctant to go to school was that they felt stupid, that they weren't getting it and they weren't getting the support they needed to understand, to learn how to read. One of the but that's a feedback we get from families all of the time, actually, yeah. is if schools aren't welcoming places, um, if kids don't feel like they're being valued, if they don't feel like it's a place where they're being met on, on their terms, if you like, um, then that does lead to them being less likely to come to school. So there are some cultural issues here. We've got to make sure that schools are welcoming of all cultures. Um, there, there is a problem with expectations, where uh, the expectations of Māori and Pacific learners, for example, uh, are lower than expectations for other kids, then those Māori and Pacific kids are are ultimately going to feel less welcomed and less included in school, and that is going to have an impact on their learning. But this is also people who needed, you know, young people who needed extra support that a teacher is not able to give them because the resources aren't there. They only go to the very worst, you know, or the most in need. There are a lot of resources out there. I think a lot of families do struggle to unlock some of the resources that are available. And so the work that we've been doing over the last few years, putting in place learning support coordinators, for example, part of that's about saying you shouldn't have to be an expert in order to get your kids the support that they need. Uh, There should be experts there who can help you navigate the system so that where your kids are, are needing a bit of extra support, someone can make sure that they're connecting you up with that. Why does why is it so difficult for schools to be able to adapt learning programs for the specific needs of their children, like the the whole word versus phonics? 
you know, the teachers, some of the teachers, some of the parents have paid for programs themselves that work for their children. Why does it have to be so ideologically driven rather than results driven? Well, I think I think you're right. I think the argument over is it phonics versus whole language learning is one that's kind of driven a bit by ideology on both sides, and it's not actually particularly helpful. You know, I've got a five-year-old at home. We read every night before bedtime, and I can tell you we use a combination of all of the above. Yeah. You know, uh, and actually, that's for, for most kids, that's what it's going to be. It's that the idea that there's this magical answer that's going to help kids learn to read better. In reality, you, you do what you need to do in order for that individual child. Well, quite, but I mean, that's not happening in the schools. And, and part of that is around making sure that we've got good professional development and, and mentoring and, and support for teachers. We can't assume that teachers are going to be experts on everything. And uh, we're in the, these core areas where we've got to really lift our game, we've got to make sure that we're picking up the people who, who are doing really well. And we're saying, you know, you have, let's share that best practice. Let's make sure that teachers are given the opportunity to keep up skilling. I mean, you only have to look at the prison population to know what happens when a child feels alienated and disengaged from learning. Absolutely. Look, if I go back to when I first became the Minister of Education, we did these summits where we asked New Zealanders, what do you want from the education system? And, you know, things like literacy and numeracy certainly came out as areas where we need to improve. But we we got some learners into the system or into the the, the hui that we had around the country who hadn't done well in the education system. And we found some of those kids from corrections. We said, send along the kids who have dropped out of the system, who are not doing well, who have ended up in corrections. And, you know, they told us um, in pretty blunt terms what they thought was wrong with the education system. You know, many of them said, look, we think the system's racist. Uh, we think that uh, we're not valued. Uh, we think that we're, um, that, that, you know, that, that teachers don't have high expectations of us. They have really low expectations of us. Um, but it was pretty confronting what they said, and I think we have to take that seriously. I thank you for your time. You're a busy man. Chris Hipkins, Education Minister, COVID Minister, Minister, sort of the, the Stephen Joyce of the Labour Administration. Probably wouldn't thank me for that, but Minister for Everything, making the time to chat. Seems that they're very much focused on the cultural side of things as opposed to just getting the teacher support in there to help incorporate learning and bring kids along with them.